Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. Welcome to our presentation around how it is that we can get through the COVID time and survive COVID captivity with as much grace as possible. So that's going to be our objective. I thought it would be nice to talk about the way energy can vest in all of our lives. And there's a couple of different ways that energy happens for us. And there's three basic set points for energy. One is it's called tamas. Tamas is the sort of energy that is destructive. It's the sort of thing that creates that a house will fall to pieces if it's not looked after. You know, we do nothing. We're just a couch potato. There's laziness. There's sloth. And there's no caring for things. And when we don't care for things, like handbags that have been shoved in the back of your cupboard for the last, oh, 10 years that you find in the cupboard in mould, even though the rest of your house hasn't got mould on it, somehow this old handbag does because you haven't looked after it. It's kind of dying. This would not be anecdotal at all, would it? No, just because I'm cleaning out cupboards that I haven't cleaned out for some time, finding all kinds of things, most of them good things, but the occasional worrying thing. But be that as it may, tamas is that energy of if you don't look after a building, it'll go back to nature. If we don't look after ourselves, we get sick, that sort of thing. Another sort of energy is rajasic energy. And rajasic energy is the energy of being really, really busy and racing around all the time and never having a moment to spare and got so many important things to do that we never, ever, ever have to worry too much about our inner being because there's too many other things that demand our attention. And whilst there might be the elephant sitting in the lounge room around some train wreck of an area of your life, you don't even have to look at that because you're too busy. There's too many other things you have to do. So rajasic energy, it gets things done. It's very, very busy, but it isn't really what you'd call balanced energy. And then there's this amazing kind of energy called sattvic And sattvic energy is where we find the balance and where we are focused upon uplifting pursuits. Our mind is used for the purposes of good. And when challenges come up, we use our curiosity, we use our humour, we use our inner strength and our virtue to find ways through the challenges. So that's what the sattvic approach is. And right now, our time schedules have all been completely disrupted and interrupted. The COVID virus, it's a disruptor like we haven't seen for a very long time. It is like the white ball on the snooker table. It goes bam and hits all the other balls and they all go flying all over the place and you don't know where they're going to land. And the nice pattern that the balls were all in to start with is completely disrupted and it makes a big mess. But the thing is, when change happens, there's going to be winners and losers. There's going to be people in our culture who very much benefit from the change and there'll be people who don't. There'll be people, unfortunately, who become very ill and some may even exit their bodies during this time. And so you would never, ever, ever wish this on anyone. And it's been pretty amazing, I think, to see the public response of people on the whole 
keeping the social distancing, staying home, not visiting, at personal sacrifice too at times, and putting up with feelings of loneliness and and feelings of isolation. So this cosmic shakeup is really a time when we're going to see our karma's vesting and whatever our karma is will come in through the cracks of what Mother Kali, who is the mother of time, has done with our lives. So basically, it's a time where we're in a vibrational elevator. Change is like that. It puts us in a vibrational elevator. And it says, so how are you going to be when the normal things that you rely on to found your feeling of security are shifted? How are you at dealing with shifting sands? There's nothing you can put your foot on that isn't moving. And so we see what our inner landscape's actually like in these times. And then we see how do we use energy? Do we have habits of being very rajasic, running around all the time, not looking at anything that might be important? Do we have tamasic tendencies that, oh, well, it's all too hard, I don't know what to do, I'm just going to lie on the couch and watch Netflix and eat potato chips? That's a strategy. But is it a strategy that's going to end up changing your life for the better? Well, obviously not. And then there's the sattvic possibility and it's been really lovely to tune in with various people who are making this a time of really developing themselves spiritually and really focusing on meditation, mantra, other spiritual practices, yoga and so on as a way of strengthening the inner self. And I would certainly add Ignite Your Spirit Therapy to the list of strengtheners because it is an amazing tool with which we can help ourselves come to terms with change and to deal with the emotional and mental fallout that comes from it. So as I said, change is a vibrational elevator. It's either going to take us up or it's going to take us down, but it's probably not going to leave us where we were. And so what is our mind doing with this? And I've spoken to some people recently who've had some issues with evolving their work life to being able to do it online. And I can understand that for many, there would be a great challenge in that, particularly if we're not technologically very savvy or we just haven't had any practice at dealing with things from an online standpoint. And there'd be so many other challenges as well. So what I'm suggesting is that we see this as a vibrational challenge, even more fundamentally than as a physical challenge. And of course, we're going to do all the good things to be looking after ourselves, you know, the washing your hands, the social distancing, all that goes without saying. I'm saying it anyway. But I'm talking about the more inner thing about how do we come to grips with the dynamics that are going on with, within us. If we are very gregarious people and we're used to meeting our emotional needs through social contact, this is going to be an especially hard time. And it could be that, that these sensations of sadness or loneliness come in. It could be we feel very bored. And often that those kinds of feelings lead to a drop in our vibration by which we go tamasic. We just kind of mentally go to sleep, as in we go into this strange kind of zone that's not really asleep, it's not really awake, 
but I liken it to what happens sometimes for me when I'm doing long-haul flight travel. My mind just goes into this zonked zone and stays zonked sometimes for the whole flight. I don't know if others have that. (laughs) I know some people are highly motivated and creative and they get all this work done when they go on international travel and sometimes that happens for me, but often I go into zonked. I'm not asleep. My mind just won't do anything. Does anybody relate to that kind of situation? (laughs) It's a bit frustrating when that happens, isn't it? But we just need to be able to click out of that because it's one thing if it happens for 12 hours on a flight, but what if it happens for 12 months while the world's changing with COVID? It's going to be terrible. So we want to do something about too much tamas. I think another thing is fear generally. And a time of change will often thrust us upon the fears that we haven't been paying any attention to. We've been stuffing down the fear with being busy out in the world. And fear of technology is one such fear. Even fear of being by ourselves is a fear that we just don't address. Other people love being by themselves and have other fears. I'd like to liken the COVID crisis to surfing you know, me being that great sportswoman that I am. Ha ha. But anyway, surfing, I did do a little bit of this when I was younger. And I do remember the feeling of paddling out onto the ocean and the beauty of the ocean and the sky and just the feeling of being on the water and the way the light is on the water and how beautiful it is. And then when it came to catching waves, I never bothered about the standing up part. I thought that was all too hard. So I just stayed with the lying down sort of surfing, but that was fine with me. I very much enjoyed that body surfing, they call it, but I had a little board. So imagine you're out there on the water and you're getting ready to catch the next wave. And at the moment, the wave coming through is called COVID. This is the wave and it's a wave of change in our whole society. Now we don't want to get dumped. So when you're out there on the surfboard, you don't think, I don't want to get dumped. I don't want to get dumped. I don't want to get dumped. You actually think, oh, here comes the wave, I'm going to ride this wave and I'm going to go all the way into the beach. And you're already thinking about how are you getting to the beach and the fun you're going to have on this wave getting to the beach. So similarly, I think we need to think like that during this time of crisis, that we're not thinking about how we're going to get dumped. We're thinking about let's direct where the surfboard is going to go on our journey, that this wave, that this huge force that we have no control over really, underneath us it's a living thing got energy and it's bigger than we are we just want to be able to sort of navigate ourselves utilizing whatever tools we have to get us to a new place so if you can just go with that analogy for a moment the mind is going to be very important if we're just buying into the news and all those doom and gloom stories about how the economy is going to die and it's going to be pretty awful But instead, what if we use our mind to say things like, I can always find what I need and this is a transition for me through which my life is going to be better than it ever has been. So that's like a safe place to park your brain to develop that kind of thinking. So the mind is going to be super important to practice disciplining your mind during this time. And I've noticed that there's nothing like adversity to get us practicing spiritual things and spiritual tools. And use of the mind is a very important spiritual tool. Now, apart from the mind, we've also got energy fields. One of the things we spend a lot of time on is our energy fields because that's the essence of our spiritual everything is 
you can see the truth of whether something's really working for you or not because it'll be in your chakras. The chakras don't lie. So whatever's sitting there, it's partially mind, it's partially emotion, it's partially habitual stuff. There's tamas energy, there's rajasic energy, there's sattvic energy, or there's depletion, or there's stress, or there's joy, or there's bliss. Whatever it is, chakras don't lie. So why would we not be looking after our chakras like never before, like they're the most precious gold that we want to keep it safe, we want to really look after this and we don't want others to be draining our precious resources of fundamental life force and prana and ojas and all the great things that are in our chakras. So chakral care, I would say, would be something that we would prioritise during this time Because let's face it, when there's no energy in your chakras, it's a thing called death. So we want to make sure there's energy in our chakras. Then there's the soul and your heart and soul. And what it's asking you to do is something that's very often overlooked as well in life because we're too busy, because we're so rejusic. Off we go again. Here's something important and busy that I have to do. And that gnawing feeling in the heart that that sense of knowing that something's not right, that I'm really not how I should be, I'm not being who I should be, there is something really wrong, just gets ignored. And when we ignore that for long enough, eventually our soul does an intervention and that intervention is like banging you on the head and saying, hey, wake up, wake up, pay attention. There's something here that's important for you to look at. And I would say COVID virus is banging a lot of people on the head right now saying, wake up, there's something important that you should be paying attention to. I would suggest we don't ignore the calling of the heart and soul, but that we spend time contemplating what it might mean. And it doesn't mean that you automatically just ditch everything else and just go with that. It means that you use the whole of yourself as an integrated package, body, mind and spirit and soul, in an adult as well as in a child and soul, in a parent who's actually supposed to be running the whole show and integrating all those energies into something that's coherent and going to work. So we don't do crazy stuff. We don't leap unless we are well prepared for that leap. If we haven't done quite a bit of mental preparation and emotional preparation and energetic preparation, leaping can lead to a lot of pain. And so whilst I would say don't ignore the voice of your heart and soul, I would also say make a plan through which it can be actualized in a way that makes sense in our lives. And then to continue our surfing analogy, think about, well, what's under the water? What is it that our legs are dangling into? And it could be anything down there. Probably one of the things that stopped my surfing career in the end was after I was surfing in Fiji one time. Was windsurfing actually that time, and there was a great big yellow sea snake with bands across it. It was huge. It was longer than the windsurfer. It was just the most scary thing. It was under the surface, and then it came up near the surface, and I wasn't happy. That was the end of windsurfing for me completely. They're deadly, those things. <laughs> Back to this analogy you don't know what's beneath the surface in the astral waters. And at the moment, we kind of are finding what's beneath the surface because it's everybody's fears, everybody's dramas, the egoic stuff that's playing out. 
as well as the nobility that's playing out amongst people who are helping and serving despite the risk to themselves. But all in all, I would say it's a time where we're likely to catch stress and we're likely to catch anxiety from others. And if you're in a profession that is being transitioned to a different way of doing whatever you do, then I would suggest that it would be a good time to look at how much of this anxiety is actually mine and how much of this anxiety have I blobbed into that's not actually arising within me but because I'm a herd animal and I'm connected to all these other people, I'm actually sensitive and I'm being able to feel all this stress from the other people around me. And so that's something for us to be able to get rid of that too. So just a couple more levels of what we should look out for during this time of COVID captivity and interruption is physical well-being. And of course, there are times when life's going so fast that we may feel that we don't have time to look after ourselves. So there's a million excuses. I know I'm good at these about how to not do this and not do that because I'm too busy or God, the day's gone. Oh, well, I can't go for a walk. It's dark. Well, you can actually walk in the dark because they've invented things called torches. Right now is a time where it's quite important to be attending to our physical needs because that's what's going to keep our immune system strong. And if we do come in contact with COVID, then we're going to fare much better than if we don't look after ourselves. And you know, COVID is a cold. It's actually a head cold. That's how it starts. It just has other repercussions. Whether or not they're going to be able to make a vaccine, who knows? because they've been trying to make vaccines for the common cold for the last 100 years. So we don't know whether there's going to be a vaccine or not. It could be a game changer for life on Earth, and it could be something that just makes us look after ourselves and makes us behave in ways that are different to the past. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they do come up with a vaccine. That would be great. But meanwhile, I think self-care has gone up in everybody's list of what are the important considerations in life. And two more levels that I think we really have to pay attention to right now. One is our nest, the nest we live in, or the surfboard we're on, depending upon which metaphor you want to go with. And I'm a great one for mixing our metaphors. But we can really look at home. And it can be a fabulous time of getting to know your home better and reacquainting yourself with all the bits and pieces from over the years and sorting out those photos and straightening things up and giving yourself a new feeling of, yep, everything's solid beneath me, getting the chores done that have been overlooked, getting repairs done, all that kind of stuff so that you're not allowing that part of your life to be tamasic and, you know, slowly destroying itself very important for us as light workers to be taking a little more responsibility than normal for the maintenance of our relationships in our life because we can get out and about and see other people and get away from the people we're living with it can be a bit easier to maintain being okay in a lot of relationships whereas at the moment it could be you're spending all your time with one or two people And you want to make sure that that stays a pleasant experience and utilize the time to make it even better than it's ever been before, which will mean paying attention and doing work on yourself. If you notice you're being treated with a little bit of disrespect, do a self-healing around disrespect. If you think that the relationship is just generally not in a happy place, 
do a relationship healing. Pray about it. Send love to the other person. Be the leader. And you don't have to say anything about that, of course, but be the leader in your relationship and make it beautiful. Make it really hum. And the final one is finances and your vision for the future in terms of abundance. And for that, I just think, as I said before, that it's probably necessary at a time like this to be aware of what your mind doing around this. We're in a vortex. Just remember, we're in a vortex of change. And these are exciting times. They're times when anything could happen. And so if we say, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, we don't have to know how that's going to happen because we're in a time of change and it could be that nothing's going to be like we thought it was. But I'm abundant, I'm fulfilled, my relationships are great. These are the sorts of affirmations that we need to have written down somewhere so that when we are feeling lost or we're feeling tamasic or we just want to sit on the lounge and veg, all our affirmations can be written out there. We can see them, we can start doing them. And it's a bit of a reminder and a pick-me-up as well. So what's a technique we can use for all of the above? Well, I think there's two things. One is energy healing and lift. And the other one is to think about structure of your time because the most precious thing you've got right now is time. Are alarms ringing in any of the areas that I've just been talking about? Are there places where you think, Mm, that really needs attention. So that could go on the top of the list and you can make it a project. You can have COVID project relationship excellence, you see, or you can have COVID project healthy eating so that you utilise this time when we as a whole world culture are in a vortex of change to lift your vibration so that you pop out the other end in a different kind of universe than you were before. So I set up for myself a little grid and I just did it in a Word document. Some people would do it in Excel, but I'm no good at Excel. So I did it in Word. So it's just a little grid about the areas of my life that I want to work on during this time and some points for me to look at to, and I'm going to put this on my wall around what I want to achieve because otherwise I just forget. I just go unconscious again because I'm busy with this or I'm doing that. Just forget. So writing it down is a really practical, grounded and effective way of us staying really elevated during this time. So for instance, the goal physically walk every day and I want to find out more about chair yoga because I've had lots of injuries. So chair yoga might be suitable. I won't know until I try it, do I? So I figure, okay, I've got to check out this chair yoga, go for a walk every day. And so that's on my list of things that I want to make sure that during this time, that's self-care for me. Spiritual practices. I've been talking a bit with some of the people that came to the Easter retreat. We talked about how we could tithe our time to the divine and that that tithing of your time, tithing means 10% offering and it's a gratitude offering for everything you've received. So people do that with money. As a way to stay abundant, you give 10% of everything you make back to the divine and that pays for the air you breathe, it pays for the sunlight, pays for the, well, it can't pay for those things because those things are priceless. But the idea is you're acknowledging that a force greater than yourself has given you all these priceless things and that you're going to give some money back for that. Well, you can also tithe time. 
And so on the Easter retreat, we were talking about, well, what if you spent 2.4 hours per day, which is 10% of 24 hours, 2.4 hours per day doing some kind of spiritual practice? Wow, wouldn't that move you? That would move your vibration. It would move you so much. And it would take care of a lot of the problems of too much tamasic energy. You know, put the blanket over your head and watch Netflix through a hole in the blanket. Because otherwise you get to the end of this time and what have you got to show for it? A depressed you is what you've got to show for it. So we don't want that to happen. So physical stuff, spiritual practices, and then what about learn something new? So at the moment I'm listening to audiobooks and Audible is a great resource and there's a lot of free resources that you can look at in Audible and lots of sort of information courses and education courses in Audible that are really excellent. You could study a whole range of things so that you use your time to come through this COVID period with a little bit more breadth to you than you had before. And then instead of watching TV or Netflix, flick on YouTube and look at some non-fiction stuff. There's all kinds of great stuff in YouTube that you can explore and be inspired by great ideas and a whole range of great presenters who just give their stuff through YouTube on usually Apple TV and all those. You can set it up so you can just get straight onto YouTube. It's very easy. I already mentioned working on your relationships. So that might be something else you do. And so on my little sheet, I've got relationship healing fortnightly, as well as doing some soul strength card work. So you pick a card. I'm going to look at this card. And that helps your relationship with your own soul, but also with those around you. Maybe diarize, reaching out to friends and family, because time can just go by and you don't realize it. So it's a week, it's two weeks since you've called so-and-so. And everybody kind of shrinks into their own little hut during this time. And it's just important that we reach out to those that we love and make sure they're doing okay. And then I had other things like things to do with my home, that I have projects that I want to achieve during this time, and financial goals, which includes saving, because I'm not going out. So I might as well turn that into a virtue by saying, well, I'm going to enjoy actually trying to do some saving at the moment. Do you see what I mean? You can turn these things into little projects to structure your time and structure things because we are creatures who like structure. And then have some unstructured time as well, some time when you're able to just kind of hang, but not all your time. You don't want all your time to be unstructured because it'll make you miserable. I mean, we're actually happy when we have some things that we want to do and some worthwhile projects, but your soul will get very bored if you're just doing one thing all the time. So it's important to have some variety, which is why I've kind of suggested a whole range of different areas that you might want to structure yourself into. I'm going to do a bit of this and a bit of this and a bit of this in my week. And that way you'll come through the next few months feeling very uplifted by the effort that you've put in to maintain and lift yourself during a confronting time you will have done what you can to transition your post-COVID life into the best it could be. And then no one can say you didn't try. You can't control it. you got to flow with it. Like when you're on that wave on the surf, all your training, all your everything, all your preconceived ideas about what you thought might happen when you're on that wave, you just got to be on the wave 
and guide it. You can guide a surfboard a bit on the wave, but you can't control the wave. And so it is at the moment we can guide the way this period of time works for us in the ways I've suggested and then go with the flow. That is all I wanted to share with you today. So top tip, put some structure in. If you tithe your time spiritually and do two and a half hours of spiritual practice a day, it's going to be like a retreat. And then we might not want to stop. I mean, post-COVID, we might want to keep doing that. And you never know, we could become these shiny, bright, angelic beings holding up not just our own lives but with the strength through our practices to really make a difference to the collective life of all earthlings. And I think really we could do that, don't you? Because we know that one empowered person can overcome the negativity of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands or even millions of negative people Just one really empowered person makes such a difference. So all of this stuff I'm talking about to support you to be that empowered person is of vital importance. I talked about fears earlier, and of course one of the obvious fears is for the safety of those we love at a time of a pandemic. I mean, it's sort of intelligent to have a bit of fear around that. So a little bit of fear will motivate us to remember to wash our hands and put a mask on or whatever else we want to do but an excess of fear can be tamasic. We freeze. We do nothing. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com. Daddy,